Hello, world. This is Nick, and welcome to the Broadcast Podcast, episode number two. I'm sorry that it took me so long to do this episode. I know I said before that I was going to try to do more episodes this week because I was going to be super busy and I wanted to keep you guys updated, but that busy thing kind of kept me from doing just that. So here I am now, and I have a ton of info and a ton of great stories for you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with just a brief little skim of what I've done over the past few days, over the past about 10 days now, and I'm going to go from there and fill in the details as I go. So the last day that I would have not quite touched on must have been the Saturday about the 19th, I want to say. So that day, I pretty much just walked around and got a feel for the city. I didn't want to really go on campus yet. I figured I was going to have a ton of time in the next couple few days to go on campus. So I bought some shoes because nothing makes you stick out like an American, like your loafers. And I kind of went from there. I took it pretty easy. I went to some restaurants, got a couple of supplies that I needed. And I met a few friends that day, but I won't get ahead of myself. So that Sunday, I hung out with some of those friends that I met. We went onto campus for the first time, and it is amazing. This campus is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And there will be pictures. If you haven't already seen some, there will be pictures soon. So that night in the town square, there was a big concert party thing for all of the students, which was a great time as well. So moving on, Monday, I met some more friends. And with those friends, I spent time in the markets and on campus. So with this introduction program, we had to sign up for certain events. And certain events, you had to buy a ticket to get in. So I bought tickets to some of these events with my friends. And we had to go down to campus to get them. And so there, we decided to sign up for a pub crawl, which was that following Wednesday. So I went to another party that night that I had previously bought a ticket for. And it was at the main building, the main memorial union, if you will, at TU Delft. They call it the Aula, and don't ask me what that stands for or what that means. I have no idea, but it's a very neat building. It's a very nice building, and they have some big open spots, and they were serving beer, and they were having a great time. They had some great music, a good DJ, and it was a blast. I met a ton of people there, but again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. So on Tuesday, I finally bought an internet router. On Monday, I searched for three hours across the town to see if anybody had any routers, but pretty much every place was sold out of Wi-Fi routers that were under $100. All of them were at least €150. And that's way too much for me. So I finally got this one that I have right now. I think it was like half. It was like uh, 40, 50, something like that. So super cheap. It works well. It seems like a fast connection. So I can finally hook up 
my computer and my cell phone to the Wi-Fi network, so I'm not constantly running on data or an Ethernet connection. But anyway, uh, later that day, I walked on the campus again some more, explored some more, met some more Italian friends, some more Spanish friends. I guess I got ahead of myself there. But anyway, Wednesday night, as I mentioned earlier, was the pub crawl. The pub crawl itself kind of wasn't that great, but the after party, for the after party, we went to one of the pubs on our route, and that was a ton of fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a really, really great time there. Again, I met a ton of people. It's really hard to keep everybody's name and what they study and where they're from. It's really hard to keep that straight. I'm learning that the hard way, (laughs) but I'm really enjoying it. I'm really loving having these experiences and meeting all these people because we're all in it together. We're all sharing this new world, this new part of the world, whether it's like going to Wisconsin or it's on the other side of the planet. So, but anyway, I digress. So on Thursday, I kind of had some me time. You know, I had a long trip. I had been going all over campus, all over the towns, spending a lot of time doing a lot of work. And so I decided to take a day to kind of relax in the afternoon, just chill out and, and have some me time, which was nice and relaxing. And that night I hung out with my friends again some more. And, you know, pretty much whenever we hang out, it ends up turning into, oh, we're gonna go to this guy's place and kind of party over there or, oh, we're going to have dinner and then we're going to go to a club over here or something like that. So when I say, oh, I just hung out with friends, that means I probably had dinner, went to a bar, went to a club, and had a great time with them somewhere there. And it's been awesome. Like every single night we're hanging out, we're cooking, we're having a great time, really bonding. On Friday, I again kind of took the afternoon off to myself. And in the evening, I hung out with some more friends that night. I I can't remember a lot of the details. I didn't party too hard. It's nothing like that. It's just that I've had so many days where I've spent time with my friends and met so many people. It's all just a blur from this last week and that's what I wanted to avoid but unfortunately I've been so busy that I haven't really had a lot of time to record this podcast but anyway so on Friday I went down to the sports complex if I'm getting my days right it may have been Saturday but anyway the sports complex had kind of a club fest sort of event. There were all sorts of sports teams and organizations and clubs from the campus that all were trying to recruit new members, and I mostly stuck with the sports. I spent a lot of time with the baseball team that they have on campus, which surprised me that they had a baseball team. I, I didn't think that baseball was that big outside of the United States and, I suppose, Japan, but it sounds like it's a decent 
sized sport over here, enough where they have a club team for TU Delft. And I also spent a lot of time with the lacrosse team. I played lacrosse a long time ago, and I dropped the sport because if anybody here knows me well, they know that I'm not a very big guy, I'm not a very physical guy, I'm not good with big contact sports, so I dropped it. But I, I kind of wish I would have stuck with it. But anyway, I, I picked it up with them, and we had a great time. I'm thinking about they have some open practices, some times where you can just come in and hang out with the team and see if you want to join the club team or something like that. And I'm considering going to some of those practices just for kicks. But they were really great guys. Had a ton of fun with them. And so later this weekend, also, there was another party down at the sports complex that was on Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken, and if you're listening and thinking, oh, he doesn't sound very good, that's because I lost my voice that night and I'm still recovering a little bit, so don't be worried I'm not dying, I'm not super sick or anything like that. I, I just lost my voice a couple of days ago and I'm still partially recovering from that and I really, really wanted to get you guys an episode of the podcast and the only reason I didn't do it sooner was because I lost my voice, but I decided to do it sooner rather than later once I started to get it back. So, but anyway, yesterday, Monday, because today is Tuesday when I'm recording this, I had a big day of meeting people on campus for more official stuff. This is this week is when the true introduction program really buckles down and gets going. So everybody was put into a team based on a town in the Netherlands. My team is Team Goose, which is spelled G-O-E-S. It's like goes, but it's pronounced goose. But anyway, that's my team, and we had to go around and do this introduction thing, and we had to do all these challenges in the city, in the town, and it was a great time. There were 15 of us, and it was a ton of fun. I got to meet a ton of guys, and so today it was the same kind of thing. So our team has to put together this project, and the project has a theme, and the theme this year is we can pick one of three main topics of innovation. So the three topics are based on the past, present, or future of innovation. So if we do the past, which we decided to do, we look at an engineer or an inventor from the past that is little known. So not Einstein, not Edison, not Tesla, none of them. We're looking at somebody who is lesser known to the general public, but still invented something that meant a lot to society. So, not to get ahead of myself, but my group chose the guy who invented the bendy straw, but I'll get into that later. The present group could think about inventing something that could be invented now and put into use now that could be innovative. And the future group had to hypothetically put together a model of a city on Mars. Well, not a city, a college campus. Basically, they said, if TU Delft were to put a campus on Mars, what would it look like? Show us in either a computer model or a physical model. So since we did the past, we had to do a video and 
the present group also had to put together either a physical or a digital model or prototype, if you will, of their invention. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So that's kind of been my week. It's been crazy busy. I've had a great time. And so let's get into some of the details by the day of what happened because you know with all this time meeting so many new people from all different corners of the globe it's been very neat to really experience all this stuff and really meet all these new people with all these different viewpoints. So the first thing I want to address is how people have told me and how I've heard it said that you will stick out like an American when you get to Europe. And to that I say yes and no. Here's why. If you make an effort to look American, like, do a little bit of research. If you don't want to stick out like an American, at least try to look like a Dutch person or a person who is from whatever country you're visiting, mainly a European in this case. If you throw on a decent t-shirt, a pair of jeans, and a pair of loafers that aren't bright orange, then you will be fine. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people have walked up to me, whether I'm in my store buying my shoes or my groceries, or I'm in a restaurant, or somebody's asking for directions or whatever. People have come up to me and spoken to me in Dutch, which I take as, hey, I think you're from here. You look like you're from here or could speak Dutch. And I have to stop them and say, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't speak Dutch. I, I speak English. And then, you know, we kind of have a laugh and we move on in English. But I've heard a a lot of people say, oh, you're going to stick out like an American no matter what you do. That's not necessarily the case. And again, I have personally made more of an effort, I think, to not stick out like an American. I think I fit in more. And I asked some people, like, what makes me stick out as an American? And they say, at first glance, you look like somebody who would be from Europe. You look like you could be from somewhere like Poland. But when they get to meet me personally and we start to hang out, not only does my accent come out as American, especially Minnesotan, because when I speak loudly, like at a party, my O's come out and my Minnesota accent really comes out. But they also say it's the way you talk, the way you act around other people. So I'll give you an example. I was going home with a group of friends. We were going to another party late at night and there was a guy on the side of the street who had fallen off his bike because he was drunk. So the bike chain fell off of his bike. I decided to go over there and see if he needed help and if he was doing okay because he looked like a fellow classmate. He had obviously been at the party we were at earlier. And so I said, hey, man, do you need any help? Are you doing okay? He's like, yeah, my chain just fell off. Yeah, I'm trying to get back home. I'm like, here, I'll help you out. And so me and a few friends helped him out. And I went back over to my other friends. And they were like, you're such an American. And I'm like, what makes you say that? And they're like, well, just the way you were like, hey, let's help this guy out. Or, you know, hey, can we get this guy some help? Are you doing okay? That's such an American thing. And it didn't really occur to me 
that that was the case. I thought that that was more of a Midwest thing, maybe. I didn't think that that was an American deal per se, but I guess it makes sense. What I'm trying to get at is you can look like a European because I said to them, yeah, that's just kind of the way I am. I'm sorry. And they said, no, that's not bad at all. That's that's good. We we like that. You're a good guy. So, you know, if you do stick out like an American, it's probably more in a good way, I would think. But anyway, so yes, I stick out like an American after people get to know me and then they get to know what I do, who I am, how I act, how I say things, my accent. But by looking at me, I look like I'm Dutch is my point. Moving on. So as I said before, I met some friends from primarily Italy and Spain, and my Italian friends are super fun. They made me spaghetti, and oh my goodness, was it good. And they were like, oh, it's it's okay, yeah, this is kind of the cheap stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is amazing. So there's just a bit of a, you know, culture difference, if you will, but all also, my Spanish friends are a ton of fun. I hang out with them all the time, and since one of the friends in that friend group from Spain and one of the friends in my Italian friend group, we all live on the same floor. So those groups kind of intermixed when I kind of introduced them, which was imminent because we live on the same floor. So together, we have a great time. We have a big pack of friends that just goes around and parties and has a really, really great time. And I love these guys. These guys are super great. Here's how great these guys are. I met one of the guys like the night before that pub crawl. So I must have met him on Tuesday, I think it was. And so the pub crawl was on Wednesday. So he had just bought a couple beers. He gave one to his friend and he had a full beer in his hand and I accidentally knocked it clean out of his hand. I felt so, so bad. I made it, I, I felt so terrible. And I kept insisting, dude, I need to buy you this beer. I owe you a beer. I need to buy it for you. And he said, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. And I kept insisting because that's the way I do it. I say, no, I need to buy you this beer. And he said, look, if it really means that much to you, next time we hang out, you can get me a beer. I said, okay. I'm going to do that. So a few days later, we were hanging out at a party and I bought him a beer and I said, now are we good? And he's like, dude, we were good from even that night. We're totally fine. You didn't have to do that. And I'm like, yes, I did. But anyway, so later that night, he had some fun and we got to talking to a bunch of new people because we do that at every party. And he comes up to me and he's like, Nick, you are the greatest guy. This guy is so much fun. You guys got to party with this guy. He's such a great guy and I'm just standing there laughing hysterically like you're too kind I don't know what to say what are you doing and he just went on and on and on and on and I was just laughing hysterically we were having a great time we hung out like that whole night had a 
blast. And he's such a great guy. I can tell he's going to be one of my best friends here. I can already tell. And we've barely even known each other for like a week. And we hang out all the time. And he's a super great guy. And he's a blast. So my Italian friends are also super generous. So like I said before, they cooked for me. And I said, hey, I owe you guys a round. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. And blah, blah, blah. So everybody here is super generous, super nice. I really haven't run into any jerks. I really haven't. Everybody is super, super helpful, super kind, and super generous here. But here's one thing I will say. So on the night of the pub crawl, that was a very eye-opening night for me. I was with one of my few American friends that I had met because there aren't a ton of us, but I had just met this guy. So we were hanging out and we both met this guy together and, and we were getting to talking and I said, oh, where are you from? And he said, oh, I'm from Iran. And me and my American friend kind of looked at each other a little bit, not nervously, but we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, okay, very nice. And, and it's not a racist thing. We just didn't know how to respond because and we told this to him and we're like don't shoot the messenger or anything like this but in the United States pretty much all we're told is that Iran and the Middle East hate us. We are told that we are hated by that whole part of the world. And he said, seriously, you're told that? And we said, yeah, that's kind of the way it is. You know, we get involved over in their politics and in their religion and we stir up trouble. That's what we're told, that people really don't like us over there. And he said, that's not true. And we both kind of stopped like, wait, what? But then he said, let me clarify. If you went to the capital city of Iran, you probably wouldn't be that liked because, you know, you are American and the capital city and the people in the government don't really like Americans. But if you were to go into the other 90% of the country, you'd be welcomed with open arms. We were shocked by this. We had no idea that this was the case. And we said, so why is that? Why is it that Iranian people like us? And he said, well, the biggest thing was that you guys helped out the people during the Muslim uprising back in the 60s. He said, you guys helped out the people and we're still very gracious and grateful for that. And we think Americans are great people, and we understand that there are some cultural differences, but who said that those have to be an obstacle in the way of making a relationship, a healthy, positive relationship with other people? We're still fellow human beings, and we can still get along. And my American friend and I just looked at each other just awestruck. We were completely surprised. And I said to him, well, I'm going to be honest, I never thought I would say this, but now I can truly say that I have met an Iranian. He is a great guy, and he was. I mean, we've hung out a couple times later, and he's still just a great guy, as if that would have ever changed. And he's a real straight shooter, you know? He, he calls it as he sees it. He's not mean. He's a very, very nice guy. And he even said, so he's doing his master's program here, and he said that he applied to a few different schools, but he decided on TU Delft 
but his front runner initially was UCLA. And we were like, oh, wow, that's fantastic. You know, he's like, yeah, thank you. And we were like, so why didn't you go to UCLA, if you don't mind us asking? And he said, the travel ban kicked in right as I was about to go over there. So I couldn't get a visa. And everything just kind of sat, and it was like, oh, dear. Like... Here's a guy we've sat down with and shared drinks and conversation with for a half an hour. We already really, really like the guy. He's a great guy, and he's not allowed into our country. And I don't want to get too political. I really don't want to talk politics. I've talked a lot of politics. Also, quick side note, if you ever go to Europe in the next, well, however many years, get ready for political questions and a lot of them. Half the people I've talked to have asked me about Donald Trump at some point. I'm not going to go any further on what they've asked me about. I'm not going to go into detail on what I've said, but get ready for political questions. But anyway, that whole situation really kind of, I don't know, it, it woke me up to a lot. And, you know, you can take this story however you'd like, but I'm not saying anything different. I'm calling it as I saw it. This is exactly how the conversation went down. And this guy is a great guy. So make of this story what you will. I'm not going to get into more detail. It was just a very eye-opening experience for me. And I really thought as though I should share it because I thought some of you would find this very interesting. But anyway, moving forward. How do I transition from there? So like I said, I got a router. I also bought a bike, which is huge. If you're in Delft specifically, there are a few towns from what I understand that are similar, but Delft specifically is full of bikes. Tons and tons and tons and tons of bikes. And you really need to have one to get around here. I mean, you could get away with it if you're here for like a week or so just traveling. That's a different story. But if you're going to live here for a while, you should get a bike. Because everything is just far enough to make it a long walk. But it's just close enough where you don't need a car because it's Europe. So it's it's a great combination. And and there are tons of bike trails and tons of bike roads that are just for bikes. They share the road nicely. It can get a little bit chaotic, but frankly, it's not all that different from the freeways back in the United States. So it's really something that you need to have if you're going to live in Delft. Again, I don't know a lot about any other towns. I know it's not the case like in Amsterdam. If you guys were to go over to Europe or live there for a while, I would look into how important bikes are in that city specifically. And if anybody tells you that you need a bike, I would recommend looking into getting one. And you can also just kind of walk around and see what the vibe is of the city, get your bearings and go from there. That's obviously totally fine, but I would err on the side of bikes if somebody tells you you need a bike. So that's just my two cents. So I also met another guy who is from the Netherlands at another party, and he actually is dating a girl who goes to my home university, Iowa State. And it was crazy because he's from the Netherlands, but she goes to Iowa State. And so I asked him, you're like, how did you two meet? How does this work? And he explains, you know, there 
there was a family friend that lived over in America. But anyway, I won't bore you with the long story. But he was showing me pictures and he said, yeah, about two months ago, I was on the campus walking around. He was showing me pictures. It's like, yeah, that's our Memorial Union building. He was a fellow aerospace engineer. So I was like, yeah, that's our aerospace building. Oh my gosh, that's our Campanile. You know, he was showing me all these landmarks and stuff. And it was really, really cool. It was just such a small world story. I've also met a couple of guys from different cities in where my ancestry is from. So I've met guys from Poland and from the Czech Republic, and they all kind of live in cities where my ancestry is from. And they're, again, great guys. We were just laughing hysterically, having a great time talking about these small world stories. And it was a great deal of fun. All these different parties, all these different people that I've met, it's just been incredible. So let's see. So I had some logistical things that I had to take care of this week with the university. So, for example, I had to do this registration. I had to get a Dutch bank account. I had to see if I needed insurance. I had to do this biometrics thing. United States and the Netherlands have an agreement that says that if a United States citizen is going on either an exchange or master, whatever, they don't need a visa. They need what's instead called a residence permit. So I had to get my residence permit kind of taken care of and there were a couple of things that I needed to take care of here in order for that to happen. So they needed to do some biometric stuff, just making sure that they had my picture and some other stuff. Nothing too crazy. They didn't go all nuts poking me and prodding me or anything. It was just a couple of little things, and that was that. If you are planning on living in a different country for a long period of time, be sure to look that up. Always be sure to look up the information on your visa requirements or lack thereof, depending on how long you're there. Like I said, I don't need a visa. I just need a residence permit, but I needed to have some things done before I left, and I had to do some things while I was here in order to make that happen. So if you do plan on living abroad for a long period of time, make sure to check on that and see what you need to get taken care of and what you need to do in order for this to work. So frankly, that's pretty much it. I've had a lot of time just chilling, having a few days these past few days where I haven't done a ton just because I was getting pretty tired from, you know, working, packing, flying over here, and then it's been constant work and logistical stuff and all this constant work that needed to be done. So these past few days, I haven't really done much. And I, again, I wanted to do an episode of the podcast, but that really didn't work because my voice was gone and I didn't want to make myself sound like a 13-year-old voice cracking constantly. And I didn't want you guys to suffer through that. So yeah, so far so good. This has been fantastic. I hope to check in on you guys again, hopefully sometime later this week. I want to get one more episode in before my classes start. Those start this upcoming Monday, and I have a ton of things on my calendar for that. I have my group project that I have to work on. I have some other things like a faculty tour, and I will be sure to be posting pictures 
and maybe even a video or two. I don't know. We'll see. Surprise. I'm sure that I will have a lot more stuff for you. It might be a shorter episode next time because I don't have 10 days worth of content. I'll probably have five days worth of content. But the way it's looking now is I'm hoping to do an episode of the podcast every Sunday, maybe, is kind of what I'm thinking, kind of where this is going, just with my workload and my logistical trying to figure out when I can fit what in. I feel like that's kind of going to be one of my housekeeping days, and one of the things as part of my housekeeping will probably be to do an episode of the podcast. Again, assuming my voice isn't shot from yelling and partying all the time. So again, I've been having a great time. I'm safe. I'm sound. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm meeting a lot of great people, having a lot of great experiences, and I hope to keep you guys updated even more coming up. So don't go anywhere. I will see you guys later in the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, please do not forget to like and subscribe to this podcast on Facebook. And don't forget to keep an eye on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts where you are hearing this podcast. Keep an eye out for more episodes. Keep an eye out for pictures. There is going to be a ton of content coming your way in the next few weeks and hopefully throughout the rest of the year. So keep your eyes out on that. Again, have any questions, feel free to email me at theabroadcastpodcast at gmail.com. There is a button on my Facebook page for the Abroadcast Podcast. There's a button to do that directly. You don't even have to open your email. You can just click that button and send me an email and I will get back to you either on the podcast or in a response to the email as soon as I can. All right, guys, I will check in on you guys very soon.